millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So some of you know that I am a big Seinfeld fan, huge, huge Seinfeld fan. And there's certain days where things go on in the soccer world where I feel like a young Jerry Seinfeld. Because all I could say late last night and early this morning as I was prepping for today's show is, what's the deal with these CONCACAF coaches? Why are they always punching people? Paulo Wanchope, Costa Rican manager, resigned today after last night getting in a brawl in Panama after the Costa Rica-Panama U23 Olympic qualifier. He was not coaching that game. They wouldn't let him in. The security would not let him in because he was not credentialed. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's let's break this thing down real quick. Nate Abarea here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Joe Prince-Wright of NBC Sports is going to be with us in this edition of the show talking all about the Barclays Premier League and the new deal. We're not talking FDR. We're talking the new NBC Premier League deal. Six years, baby. NBC has got the Prem cinched up. Apollo Wanchope takes the cake. We got to start with this. Have you seen the video yet? Check out the video. He freaks out. He's not credentialed. They're not letting him in. And there's this little dude who has not been, it hasn't been verified yet whether he was a security guard or just some random little dude. And the little dude shoves him and shoves him almost onto the field. He's at the edge of the stands right there near the metal bars. And he falls into this kid. Everyone freaking out on social media saying that Juan Chope shoved the kid. He did not shove the kid. He got shoved in to the kid. So he turns back. He freaks out. He throws a mean right cross at the little dude. And then Juan Chope expected this thing to be over. But lo and behold, little dude comes back flying, throws a drop kick, another punch, gets him in the back of the head, and then there's this awkward grapple that ends with Juan Chope slipping back into the stadium seats, and he gets punched in the face. Cops and security come in and break it up. Everyone's talking about this egg in the face for Juan Chope. He lost his cool, he lost his job, and he got his ass kicked by a member of the Lollipop Guild. I'm not buying that it was an ass kicking. Let's send it to HBO's Harold Letterman. Well, Nate, Copy box numbers have the advantage to Juan Chope with the power punches, but I'm going to give the round 10-9 to Frodo Baggins. That's right. Frodo Baggins wins the fight. It wasn't an ass-kicking. This is how I'm going to end this. Herrera punches a broadcaster. 
Wanchope punches a random dude in Panama. Your move, Jurgen Klinsmann. Who will our manager punch? It's the CONCACAF managerial theme. We're back with Joe Prince-Wright of NBC Sports after this right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app. Get the games. Get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime. Anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Are you sick and tired of cable and satellite prices going up and up and up? If you're a sports fan like me, one of the main reasons you're keeping your TV subscription is to watch ESPN. But did you know that you can cut the cord, cancel your TV subscription, and watch ESPN live and legally on your computer, tablet, Roku, or phone and save a ton of money? With a subscription to Sling TV, you can watch all the ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, TBS, and AMC that you want. Plus, you also get the SEC Network, ESPN Bases Loaded, ESPN Buzzer Beater, Univision, and much more. From Sports Center to Hoops, Sling TV has got the best in live sports action and commentary. And today you can get a free seven-day trial to Sling TV just by going to SlingMyTV.com. Again, to get a seven-day free trial to Sling TV, go to SlingMyTV.com today. That's SlingMyTV.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Save your business time and money with Lowe's Pro Services. You'll find everything pros need for the whole job, like 15% off fiberglass extension ladders and 15% off property advantage paint manufactured by Sherwin-Williams. Plus, save an extra 5% when you use your Lowe's business credit card. Go to Lowe's today or visit the new Lowe'sforpros.com. Ladder and paint offers valid 8-1 through 8-7. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Exclusions apply and can't be combined with other credit offers. World Soccer Talk Radio is back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. iTunes, tune in, Stitcher, WorldSoccerTalk.com. Check us out on Twitter. Get at us at World Soccer Talk at Sports Byline USA and come at me with the love mail and the hate mail at Nate WST. My name is Nate Abaria, your host of World Soccer Talk Radio. Pleasure to be joined right now by Mr. Joe Prince Wright. 
of NBC Sports. We are talking all about the New Deal. And as I said in the opening, we're not talking about FDR. We're talking about the Premier League on NBC for the next six seasons. And we'll talk quite a bit about the greatest show on earth. Joe, thanks for coming on. How you doing, sir? Doing very well. Thanks for having me. So you are uh, hanging in London, uh, right around the corner from Hyde Park, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, yeah, beautiful part of the world. Um, I didn't grow up too far away from here, so it's nice to be over here for NBC's coverage. And it's a great base to get around the country and get trains, planes, and automobiles uh, around to all the games, because that's what I spend most of my time doing, but I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> well, say hello to the good folks in Kensington for us, and uh, let, let's get right into this thing with NBC. It was the the elephant in the room, really. Uh, we, we talked with Kyle Martino back in, I think it was April or May, uh, we had Kyle on the show, and it's sort of just this this weird thing that was lingering around, almost this kind of feeling of, of restlessness, and where are we going to go from here? Is this a, a, a lame duck term here this final season uh, for NBC with the Premier League? Do, don't we deserve to have this thing? as the, the incumbent, you know, when all these other networks and entities are coming in, shouldn't we have the advantage because we've really propelled this thing to this next level? Well, all of that stuff combined for some very interesting conversation, and we finally have reached a conclusion. The New Deal lands the Premier League on NBC for the next six seasons. Tell us about what you know about this thing and, and what it really means for, for you personally and for NBC Sports as a whole. Well, I think to start with NBC Sports as a whole, I think it's fantastic. Uh, the resources that have been made available to get this deal signed and sealed. I think for soccer fans in America, it's incredible uh, to have the kind of coverage that we've been able to to pump out the last couple of years. All, every single game, live online via Live Extra and then live on TV as well with all the, the games on NBCSN and NBC. So I think for us, it's just keep that going, keep it rolling, keep improving every season like it has done so far. Uh, and, yeah, like you said, it was. Um, I think everyone was just really, really happy to renew the relationship with the Premier League. Uh, and being over here, I know the Premier League was really, really happy with the work that was done by NBC to, to take it to the next level the last couple of seasons. Uh, and everyone's happy all around. So, um, personally, for me, it just means carry on as usual, keep going to as many training grounds and uh, stadiums as I can get myself to and report and head up NBC's written coverage for, for Pro Soccer Talk, our website. That's my main aim. Uh, and, yeah, long may that continue, but safe to say everyone's very, very happy. Now, I do have to ask this real quick. When you think back to the last few months, as this was a really hot topic around the, the soccer media world, and you had the likes of, of BN with, with all the Al Jazeera money, you had ESPN, you had Fox with all of, of their funds coming in, and, and many of their representatives feeling very confident that they were gonna, gonna nab this thing. What was, what was kind of the word around the NBC campfire, or, or was everybody kind of not giving any word and just kind of saying, hey, we're gonna focus on our tasks at hand right now, getting ready for this Premier League season? Or was there any kind of nervous rumbling of any sorts going on? Give us a taste of, of what that was like around NBC over the last few months. I'd love to, really, but I'm based here in London. I'm one of the only the NBC sports employees in the UK. So everyone's in Stanford, Connecticut. I just kind of got on with my job over here in England and speak to Arlo and these guys about it. They're over here too, Lee Dixon, Graham Lasso. And we're a little bit annexed. We're just cut off. We have phone calls back and forth all the time. But to be honest, uh, it was really 
really something that didn't play on too many people's minds that that much from what I could tell from conversations. It was obviously at the forefront of the people who were involved in the negotiations. They did a fantastic job all around. But, uh, yeah, I, ca- I can't really speak about the the anxiety or any of those issues. <laughs> well, uh, it, I wasn't there. It's funny you bring up uh, Arlo because when Arlo was on the show back in May, he shared a, a similar feeling and almost uh, looked at it as kind of a blessing uh, being the fact of, hey, it, it allows me to not worry about this kind of stuff. I've got the entire Atlantic Ocean uh, in between me and, and all of that drama. I'm just going to do my job right now. But at the same time, it definitely was seemed to be at least in the, in the back of a lot of people's minds and even including Arlo White and even Lee Dixon and Graham Lasso and, and the rest of, uh, of you guys over there in the uk now now i got to ask you a, a financial question here and this is just something to kind of give a historical perspective on this deal and we've talked about this on on twitter quite a bit of late fox sports world in 1998 had the premier league television rights they bought them for one million dollars that was what the season cost back in 1998 this deal in 2015 annually is worth 1.7 billion dollars i feel like i gotta get my dr evil austin powers voice on for this what is what do those numbers mean to you as someone who's seen the premier league from a number of different angles from a number of different countries as well what do you think that that growth in in those numbers means I mean, it just shows you the global product that the Premier League has become in, in, in North America, South America, the Far East, Africa, all over Europe. It's just, it's known and recognized as the number one soccer league in the world. And uh, these TV deals from every country, that that's what it represents. That's what it shows, that people everywhere want to watch it. And I think it's great for the clubs. What we've seen is that, it's opened up a whole new new world to teams like Swansea, Southampton, Crystal Palace, teams in the past who perhaps didn't have the revenues to reach out to fans in far-flung corners of the world. Now they can do that because their games are broadcast all over the world. So I think what we're seeing is it's not just the traditional powerhouse clubs growing the brand of the Premier League in the world. It's now that people have so many options because they can watch all the games, they can follow any team they want, and... Uh, yeah, the power of the Premier League has, has been incredible. I remember going as a kid to watch Southampton where I grew up in the Premier League, and that was in the mid-90s, as you mentioned. And to see it then and then to see it now, it's uh, it's night and day. It's incredible the way that Richard Scudamore and those guys there have, have improved the brand and, and, uh, and sold it to the rest of the world. So, yeah, it's, it's just growing beyond anybody's wildest dreams, I would say so. Well, Joe, we're definitely going to talk about uh, your beloved Saints quite a bit uh, on, on the other side of this next break. we got two minutes before we got to head to that break. And in that time, please tell us a little bit more uh, about your role uh, as the lead editor and writer uh, for NBC's Pro Soccer Talk website. Talk about what that role means to you and, and what you're doing with it. Yeah, I mean, my main role is to just produce content the best we possibly can on the Premier League, which, as I mentioned, means me going to press conferences interviewing players and managers when I can set that up, uh, go into games. I go to at least one game a weekend, if not two. Uh, and I'm the lead writer. I'm the main, the main guy, the, the voice of the website at Pro Soccer Talk. But I have a wonderful staff uh, of writers who are all based back in the U.S. Uh, and they, we keep everything. We, it's not just Premier League. We have U.S. national team, Major League Soccer, Serie A, La Liga. We are... We, 
right on everything. It's not just the Premier League. So uh, it's quite a lot to manage. My main role is to make sure we've got all the bases covered. But I love it. I really do love it. It's a great position to be in. Uh, and then I also do a lot of stuff with NBC Sports World, which is the long-form website was set up last year by Randy Kim, one of the ed- editors at NBCSports.com. Uh, and I've got to go to Norway and meet Bob Bradley, uh, spend a few days with him and his adventure at Starbuck. I've met Adam Lallana. I've sat down with him, Jose Font, loads of people. So it's been a phenomenal journey so far, and we're just going to keep moving on and uh, pushing on and improving the website as much as I possibly can. Right, right. Well, on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about one of your journeys with your beloved boyhood club with Southampton. Talk about your trip to Holland recently for the Europa League tie that the Saints uh, did quite well in. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more relating to the Premier League on the other side of this break. It's Joe Prince Wright of NBC Sports with yours truly, Nate Abrea, right here on World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. In the time that we do this show, hopefully no CONCACAF coaches will get in any punch-ups. We'll see. We're taking bets. We're back after this. Stay tuned. to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. Are you sick and tired of cable and satellite prices going up and up and up? If you're a sports fan like me, one of the main reasons you're keeping your TV subscription is to watch ESPN. But did you know that you can cut the cord, cancel your TV subscription, and watch ESPN live and legally on your computer, tablet, Roku, or phone and save a ton of money? With a subscription to Sling TV, you can watch all the ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, TBS, and AMC that you want. Plus, you also get the SEC Network, ESPN Bases Loaded, ESPN Buzzer Beater, Univision, and much more. From Sports Center to Hoops, Sling TV has got the best in live sports action and commentary. And today, you can get a free seven-day trial to Sling TV just by going to SlingMyTV.com. Again, to get a seven-day free trial to Sling TV, go to SlingMyTV.com today. That's SlingMyTV.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, FreeSoccerTrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. 
Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. For over 75 years, Geico's kept an eye on the future, keeping customers happy with things like 24-7 customer support and emergency roadside service. And to prove it, here's one of our commercials from over 75 years ago. At Geico, we promise to always find innovative new ways to serve you. In fact, we're so innovative, in 75 years, they'll listen to this old radio commercial and think, wow, they were innovative. Wow, we are innovative. Geico, saving people money for over 75 years. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tweet us at World Soccer Talk. Tweet me at Nate WST. My name is Nate Albarea, your Basque pseudo-scouse madman host of World Soccer Talk Radio. We're joined by a proud Southampton supporter, Joe Prince Wright of NBC Sports. We're talking all about the new Premier League TV deal with NBC and the greatest show on earth, previewing some of the matches coming up but we got to talk about your recent trip to holland joe with southampton covering some stuff for for nbc sports but also soaking in your saints in europe the saints in european competition in the europa <laughs> league away in holland against vitesse talk about this latest trip and and if you can start with this Talk about what it meant to you as a Southampton supporter who's been with this club through thick and thin, following them in European competition. Yeah, no, I just I never thought I'd see this day. I really have to admit, it was quite a sight walking into a small town in Holland, seeing Saints banners everywhere and Union Jack flags and uh, seeing probably about four or 5,000 Southampton fans when there was only 2,000 tickets. It was... Uh, it was an incredible sight. I was, my first memories of watching them were down at the old Dell when Matt Letizier used to rip it up uh, back in the day. I used to go there as a kid. I lived, grew up a couple miles from the stadium in Southampton. Uh, my whole family are mad about the team. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Flew into Amsterdam, got the train down to Arnhem. Uh, it was a proper away day. Uh, and the whole experience, I think, was cherished by most Southampton fans. And there's, in recent seasons, you've seen teams like Everton, Swansea, even Newcastle have made it to the Europa League, and their fans have really enjoyed the experience of it all, where some other Premier League teams perhaps treat it as a second-rate tournament. But for clubs like Southampton, it was just wonderful to see, and this is the, the hard, all the hard work for the last five, six years since they were in the uh, depths of League One, uh, playing against small teams on a cold Tuesday night in February, now to be playing in the Europa League. It's a reward for all the money that the Lieber family put into the club. Uh, and I really think they can do well in this competition if they sign a few more players and strengthen the squad. And they've obviously got the playoff in Denmark next week to, to seal the group stages. But in terms of just walking along the canals in Amsterdam the night after the game, um, managed to meet up with my father who was over there as well. He's a lifelong Saints fan and could hear Southampton songs being sung down the canals in Amsterdam uh, on a Thursday night. And uh, I don't know if it was pride or what really hit me, but it was really special. It was a really cool moment, and I'm glad I got to be there for it. 
Well, congratulations. I sure hope and I'm pretty confident that there's going to be more of those European trips to come for the Saints and for their supporters. I'm also really glad you bring up Matthew Letizier. Uh, when I was a young and I mean very young uh, soccer player growing up in Northern California, when you're about five or six years old and you start losing your, your first few teeth and some kids like myself have those first two teeth come in that are those big giant buck teeth with a big <laughs> gap in the middle and some kids kids can be kind of cruel to you and it, it was tough for me you know because those two big buck teeth came in I had the giant gap in the front of the mouth right there and I remember as a young kid watching the Premier League and I saw Matthew Letizia score a great goal and then they showed an up-close shot of his face as he's running around running around the pitch screaming in celebration I go hey look he's got the same thing with his teeth I love that guy what is your favorite Matthew Letizia memory Joe Prince right one of my favorite footballers of all time it has to be, uh, this is not like a great goal or anything. This is a really obscure moment, but I went down to watch him play Bournemouth at a pre-season friendly when I was a real small child. And Letizia played, came off at half time. In true fashion, I think he scored a couple goals. Then he came off at half time and he was stood next to the Southampton fans, uh, lent against a burger van having a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> After just playing the first 45 minutes and uh, just shrugged his shoulders when somebody said something, posed for a couple of photos and then went back into the changing room. But, I mean, this guy was uh, a hero. Every year, Saints were scrapping away against relegation down at Dell, tiny little stadium, great atmosphere, but like 15,000, 16,000 people down there. And he would just drag them out of uh, the depths of relegation with moments of just pure magic so he was known as Le God in Southampton and uh, to this day he is known as that so it was wonderful to see him play in his prime it really was Le God and not a half bad uh, pundit as well quite entertaining uh, over the years with his work uh, for, for a couple of networks including Sky uh, over there in England now, now you bring up something you brought up the days in League One which were very recent uh, for Southampton there was a huge drop uh, for Southampton I remember in got back about 10 15 years ago really in the prime about 10 years ago there was the resurgence of the South Coast Derby and and those matches between Portsmouth and Southampton were just incredible theater and just packed with nostalgia. It was nostalgia and the present moment had a beautiful baby. And, and it was right on your television screen or if you're lucky enough to, to be in the crowd at these these hallowed grounds, whether it was Fratton Park at Portsmouth or, or the old Dell or, or even even at the new stadium uh, with Southampton. There was so much history packed into that rivalry. It was so bizarre and beautiful and just awesome in so many ways. And then both clubs almost simultaneously went through utter collapses and and Portsmouth my, we, we don't even have enough time to get into to what happened uh, to Pompey but it's far worse uh, really than what happened to Southampton but talk about that as someone who grew up on the south coast as a Southampton supporter knowing that rivalry knowing that derby so well seeing both of those clubs drop the way they did at the same time and, and what do you think the key has been for Southampton to recover and recover so greatly yeah, I mean, it was incredible to grow up there and have it. When I was growing up as a kid, Southampton were always the top dogs, and then Portsmouth had Harry Redknapp, and they started coming up through the leagues. And I just remember going to the games in this incredible, intense atmosphere, Nate, because it's one of those derbies that just doesn't happen that often. It's worked out over the years that when Southampton were on top, Portsmouth were struggling, and then vice versa. 
it keeps flipping and it's one of the least played derbies in, in English football, which makes it almost as more intense because you don't know when you're going to play them again. You just don't know when it's going to happen. Um, in terms of the actual the demise of both the clubs, I think both fans were quite happy when it happened to each other. Um, in for their own reasons at the time, he's like, oh, you know, that's great, they're down low. But then they got to a certain point, especially with Portsmouth, where you say, okay, that's that's enough for them. Like they're in League Two, that's fair enough. Maybe they'll get back up to the Championship, but we don't want them to go bankrupt. We don't want them to go out of business because then who are we going to have a rivalry against? Who's going to be our main rivals? And uh, it's it's crazy the geography of it. It's 17 miles. The two cities are separated by. That's it, um, and it is complete divide. There's a couple of towns in between Southampton and Portsmouth called uh, Fairham and Gosport, and there's literally a road down the middle where one side is a Southampton postcode area, the other side is a Portsmouth <laughs> area, and you go into bars and restaurants in that area. You don't know. You can't. There's the awkward kind of eyeing up. You're looking at each other, saying, "Are they Southampton? Are they Pompey?" Uh, let's have, and then you once you work it out, it's fine. But uh, yeah, I, it's very strange. It's one of those derbies that doesn't get talked about enough because it's not one of the the heavyweight derbies of English soccer, like the Northwest or you know the Merseyside or North London. But for me, growing up, it was apparent that people from Portsmouth didn't like you and vice versa. So I hope and pray that Portsmouth come come good and they have a resurgence through the leagues. Uh, and the South Coast Derby will be back in the Premier League in the next few years. Well, the reason why the South Coast Derby was always so cool to me, is it's based on some of the things that you just touched on there, and that is that it felt like it was so hidden. Like they were just there, they were playing at some, you know, hidden harbor pitch, you know, down on the south coast of this country, and no one even knew that it was going on except for the people right there. And it made it so local. It made it so culturally, geographically important. And it was, it was their derby. It was, it belonged to the mm. Southampton and the Portsmouth fans. And to me, growing up and just seeing that type of thing, it, it meant so much and really just established a, a strong love love and appreciation for that matchup and i gotta ask you as we kind of finish up this quick trip down uh south coast derby memory lane how do folks on both sides of that road uh that you reference where you know there's a different different code on each side you know you got the southampton and portsmouth on on each side how do those folks view harry redknapp all these years later after the way that man played both sides of that road quite literally yeah i mean i don't think i think i was quite confused i think that maybe the one man that people from Santa and Portsmouth can bond about, about how they weren't happy with what he did, because uh, <laughs> I mean, he got Portsmouth promoted to the Premier League, and then obviously he moved to Southampton, got Southampton relegated, then went back to Portsmouth and kept them up, and it was uh, an incredible set of circumstances, almost like it had been planned out. But, um, yeah, I don't think he's looked on too fondly in either city, so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you gotta love it. We're here with Joe Prince-Wright of NBC Sports. We're talking about the South Coast, talking about the Premier League, talking about the new NBC deal. Talk about Joe's days at the University of Pittsburgh on the other side of this next break. He played in the Big East, played college soccer here in the States for four years. He played against some quite notable opponents. We'll talk about the likes of Jeff Cameron and Matt Beasler as college soccer players on the other side of this break. Real quickly before we head to break, got to tell you about the Euro Fantasy League. All the European leagues are getting back into action, and fantasy soccer is getting underway. With the Euro Fantasy League, 
You get to select your fantasy team from six of the major European leagues, including the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, Ligue 1, the Dutch Eredivisie, and the Portuguese Premier Liga. That's right. From all the leagues. You're not going to just select one. So imagine a team that can feature Ronaldo, Aguero, Pogba, Zlatan, Rooney, and Messi. That's not a bad side. My goodness. Or any other combination of world-class footballers. Dollar games, $10 games, you've got a chance to win prizes ranging from 500 up to five grand. $10 game, you can win five grand to play a typical fantasy game or a draft format. It is your opportunity to showcase your expertise of European soccer playing against other fans from around the world. EuroFantasyLeague.com. Again, head on over today, EuroFantasyLeague.com. Nate Abarea and Joe Prince right back with you after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. It's the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Not all waters are created equal. Alchemy Water has been specially treated with a patented system to create a premium alkaline water that tastes great and offers more benefits than natural water. Alchemy is ionized and microclustered for antioxidant protection while neutralizing free radicals. Plus, it's fluoride-free and eco-friendly. All of these things add up to the ultimate health and wellness premium water. Available at select retailers and online through Amazon at alchemywater.com. That's A-L-K-A-M-E-Water.com. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves. And the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds, it's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more. A $600 value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800-631-9229-800-631-9229-800-631-9229. Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. 
Want to be the next great sports announcer? Check out Rabble.tv, where you call the action. You already know more than the guys on TV. It's time to show the world what you can do by sharing your insights and opinions about the sports you love. Like football, baseball, basketball, soccer, MMA, wrestling, and more. Everything from the biggest matchups in the world to a game right in your neighborhood. Join other Rabblers who are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment. So mute the audio coming from that network guy who never liked your team anyway, and let us hear what you think. Rabble.tv. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks for subscribing to us on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher. Check out WorldSoccerTalk.com. Get at all of us in that crazy thing known as the Twitter sphere at World Soccer Talk. And get at me, Nate Abarea, at Nate WST. Joe Prince Wright of NBC Sports is our guest in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. And I want to talk with you now about something, Joe, that, that we have been discussing uh, quite extensively during these commercial breaks. Your time playing soccer at the University of Pittsburgh. You were a four-year player at the University of Pittsburgh. Talk about how that came about. And then give us a little taste of some of the opponents, some of the opposition that you were looking eye-to-eye with. Yeah, it was really out of the blue, to be honest. I was 18. I was involved with Salisbury City, a team at the time. We were in the, the fourth and fifth, well, fifth division, the conference in England. And uh, got a phone call one day to go to a tryout game in Bristol in England. Turned up, there was a coach from the University of Pittsburgh there. And six months later, I was enrolled at Pitt and, and going, going over there. I turned up with two suitcases, didn't know one person in, in America. I think my father had a distant cousin who lived in Ohio. That was the one person I knew in the country. Uh, and that was it. I had a great experience, though. I mean, four years, it was a great sports town. Uh, played in the Big East, as you mentioned, traveled all around the East Coast, places like Chicago, played Georgetown, Yukon, Notre Dame, Louisville, uh, South Florida, some really good players. If you look around MLS now, the likes of Matt Beasler played against him, Harrison Ship, uh, Bernardo Anor. Um, there's lots of players, and, and it was a really good way for me to not only see the country, but kind of get ingratiated in the, in the culture of the States because the 25-man squad on the roster – I was the only English kid. Most of the, the Amava teammates are from Pennsylvania, so got to go and hang out with their families, learn about the culture. Uh, became a big Steelers fan instantly because that's just <laughs> what you have to do. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a really cool time. And uh, I did a lot of media work on the side while I was going to college. Worked for Fox Sports, ESPN Radio, uh, and interned with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And got to you know work with Crosby and Malkin and those guys up close and. Uh, Overall, I loved it. It's something I never thought about doing, going to the U.S., um, but I wouldn't have changed it at all. And uh, met my lovely wife there as well at university. Now I have family in the States, and I'm always going back and forth between London and uh, and the U.S. So, yeah, it's changed my life forever. Yeah, I'd say that, I'd say that whole thing at Pittsburgh worked out pretty well for you. Can, can you give us a taste of, of what you remember about the likes of Jeff Cameron and Matt Beasler, these, these strong now U.S. men's national team defenders? Do you have any, any vivid memories of seeing them up close as, as young, raw college players? What were they like? Yeah, I mean, Beasler, I remember I spoke to him recently before a U.S. game and, uh, he recognized me, we had a good chat and, 
One of his only college goals came against Pitt, actually, and uh, <laughs> we went one nil up against them early. He equalised, and then Bright DK, uh, he's had a few bad injuries, but he scored a couple of goals at the end. I think we ended up losing three or four one, but uh, yeah, he was. He, you could see he was going to be a good player on that team with him, with the likes of Justin Morrow as well, and Jeb Brovsky, who I also met recently, who's with New York City now, has bounced around a few teams. So um, yeah, I think overall it was a really good breeding ground if you look at it now. The Big East has disbanded a little bit for soccer, and a lot of those schools have transferred over to the ACC, which is a little bit sad to see from my point of view. Having so many great memories of that conference, but uh, it was a really good competition uh, and really good games week in week out. There was not not many blowouts. It was very close, tight games, uh, and overall, like I said, it was great to travel to you know South Bend and fly down to USF and then up to Chicago to play DePaul and then hit the books. After a road trip like that wasn't always easy, but uh, it was a great, great experience. And UConn, I have to say as well, playing in front of nearly 5,000 people there as a college student uh, was, was pretty special as well. Joe, i got to get your opinion on something relating to the U.S. men's national team real quick. As someone who played four years of college soccer and these names that you're mentioning, and obviously you know Cameron and Beasler uh, stand out, but even uh, Morrow, who I watched extensively uh, with, with the San Jose Earthquakes over, over recent years, a number of just great players that you're bringing up. I got into a great Twitter dialogue uh, the other day. Everyone has this this attitude and this kind of pick a side. What's better for the U.S. men's national team? Players going into Major League Soccer or going to Europe? It's, it's one or the other. And then you've got a guy like Jordan Morris who comes out of nowhere back in April, gets called in by Jurgen Klinsmann. He's playing at Stanford. He's playing college soccer, and he comes in and he scores the winning goal in a friendly against Mexico. You got a guy like even even like Miguel Ibarra coming in out of out of the NASL. And my thing in this recent Twitter dialogue with a number of of U.S. soccer centered folks was, hey, there's not one right path. Let's assess the individual. Let's not paint with these ridiculous broad strokes. Let's assess what's best for the individual. And if we do that. That for as many individuals as possible, our national team will benefit greatly. What do you think about a guy like Jordan Morris scoring that goal against Mexico, though? And what does that say about the state of college soccer in relation to the U.S. men's national team? And college soccer, perhaps, being the right route for some guys? Yeah, Nate, I think there's just not one way of doing it. I think, um, like you mentioned, NASL, college, MLS academies... Good players will pop up in all kinds of different arenas, all kinds of different settings. And we see that in England as well. You look around the English national team and two guys up front who got caught up over the summer, Jamie Vardy and Charlie Austin. And both of those guys came through the non-league setup over here, weren't linked to professional teams at all. I actually remember marking Charlie Austin in a pre-season friendly uh, seven, eight, nine years ago when he was playing for a ninth division team. And now he's playing... Obviously, he scored 16, 18 goals it, in the Premier League last year. Can't remember the exact number, but he's playing. He's in an England national team setup now. So, if you look at that and equate it to the U.S. national team, uh, th- there's just no real one way to do it. And I think that's been really uh, a really open-minded approach by Jurgen Klinsmann to include some of these guys that previously they might not have been included because just of the team they played for, or if they were still in college, or. Or whatever, it's, it's a fact of if you're good enough, you're going to get found. And I think that's a great way to look at it. And for players everywhere, they know that they're always being watched now because there's so much attention. No matter what league you play in, no matter what level of the pyramid you're at, people are watching. So um, I would go along with you and say there's, there's no 
one ultimate way to become a better player. You just need to be in a good situation, uh, and it will work out the way it wants to. I love it. We had Jay Demerit uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago. If you want a, a, a nice story of if you if you earn it, if you're good enough, you will be found. Uh, study study the Jay Demerit story and see what see what hard work can get you uh, in regards to a, a national soccer call up. And I love Jay Demerit. He was already, he scores the the go ahead goal. What ends up being the winning goal in the the championship playoff final in Cardiff against Leeds back in in '06. And before then, he wasn't even on the U.S. men's national team radar. And suddenly, people go. Who the hell's this blonde American guiding this team up to the Premier League? What's going on here? I mean, again, that speaks volumes about, uh, and really is a, a prime example of of what we're talking about here, Joe. And and for those of you out there who didn't get a chance to listen to that Jay Demerit interview, it is archived uh, on WorldSoccerTalk.com and uh, on the the TuneIn app as well. So be sure to check that out and get a taste of of what we're talking about. All right, we got to transition back to England. We got six minutes left here with you, Joe. There's an interesting story coming out, and a lot of people uh, are, are curious to hear your take on this. Uh, when and NBC's Pro Soccer Talk has covered this uh, a bit, and that is the story of Chelsea team doctor uh, Eva Carnerio, and and who who made big big inroads for for females in in the Premier League and becoming the the first uh, female team doctor, and she has just been demoted. Uh, by Chelsea, and it's creating quite the the interesting controversy. What do you know about this story, and what do you really make of it? Yeah, speaking to some people with knowledge of the situation, and that is exactly right. It's been not downgraded. Her role's been changed. Is what is what's happened, and she still will be the first team doctor, but she will now not be there on the bench on match days. She will not be at the team hotel before games. And she will not be at the training ground on a day-to-day basis in terms of on the training pitches. She will still be there with her staff, uh, undergoing stuff. But I mean, Mourinho at the time, everyone was thinking, is this just a reaction to a bad result against Swansea and the red card and all that stuff? But in a lot of ways, you could see what he was saying in terms of the, the, not the naivety of the situation, but the way that it played out. Mourinho is a mastermind of playing the game, of playing the situation. And if he feels that certain members of his staff aren't on his same level and aren't on his wavelength, then he's been pretty ruthless in the past. You've seen that. Over the summer, there were a lot of changes in the way that Chelsea's other technical staff behind the uh, scenes were set up. Um, that's changed a lot too. So this could have been something on his mind for a while, but Mourinho isn't the kind of guy that's, that's going to mess around. If he doesn't like something, he's going to get rid of it. And I, I know that with either her... Uh, leading female in the game has obviously caused a lot of upset and that obviously will be one of the narratives surrounding the story but um, it's certainly a very very interesting one and I'll be at the Etihad Stadium on Sunday when City play Chelsea on NBCSN and uh, really looking forward to that but it will be interesting to see the kind of questions Mourinho gets and then the post-match press conference after that game for sure. All right, I got a two-parter on Jose Mourinho for you here. First off, as a member of the media and and a lead editor for a prominent soccer website. What do you think of Jose Mourinho? And the second part is, as a fan of another team in the Premier League, what do you think of Jose Mourinho? Uh, For the first part, I mean, the guy is box office. He knows when to deliver what he has to deliver. And uh, we have quite a lot of fun with him. I mean, as one of the only American-based guys over here, it's, it's quite fun to sit there and go back and forth with him in the post-match press conferences, the English tabloids, they try and snarl him up and then he just 
catches him with a curveball, something that no one ever thought he would talk about, he talks about. And I, I truly believe that when he goes into the press conferences, he's that far ahead of everyone else. He's two steps ahead of everyone that he's already got lined up what he wants to talk about and what he wants to make a controversy. So from that point of view, I think he's great for the Premier League and just football in general. I think he's a wonderful manager, as we all know. His resume speaks for itself. Uh, but I think he's wonderful in terms of the, the value he brings to these press conferences after the game. As a fan of another team, um, he's a little bit infuriating at times. I was at Southampton last year working uh, December 28th. I think you remember the game quite well. Cesc Fabregas went down in the box under a challenge from Matt Target. Uh, no penalty was given. Fabregas was booked for diving. And Mourinho came, came out all guns blazing. He ended up getting a ban and a fine from the FA and charge because he says what's on his mind. And uh, I think that upsets a lot of people. But if he was the manager of your team, I'm sure you would love him. I think that's the way Chelsea's fans feel. He's a winner. And he does whatever he can to take the pressure off the team and turn them into a winning uh, a winning uh, franchise. And that's what he's done. I mean, he's been there two years now and they won the Premier League. So it's fantastic for Chelsea. Joe, we got under two minutes left with you. You say you're going to be at the Etihad this weekend for that big Chelsea City clash. The the Frank Lampard list City uh, Chelsea clash. Finally, that debacle is uh, all over with. All right, lay down a prediction. Let us know what you think is going to happen. And after this opening weekend, suddenly City have gone from the team with the chip on their shoulder to, in my opinion, this is coming from someone who had Arsenal pegged as the, the champions oh, wow. here this season. You know how that went here this opening weekend. <laughs> Suddenly, City looked like the team to beat. Lay down a prediction for this weekend between the Citizens and the Blues. Yeah, I just did a preview video on this yesterday for Digital, and I said it would be a very, very tight game, similar to the two last year that we saw, two 1-1 draws. I think City might just edge it if anybody does, Nate, because Sterling, Silva, if Aguero starts... With Torre as well, I think they have so many attacking options there. And with Thibaut Courtois missing in goal for Chelsea, they looked a little bit shaky at the back against Swansea. So I think if anybody's going to nick it, it's going to be Manchester City. But, and this is a big but, we know Mourinho is going to be up to his old tricks. He's going to probably pack the midfield, play Fabregas in a more advanced role. And I wouldn't be surprised if either Zuma, Ramirez or Mikel come and sit in uh, in midfield alongside Matic and just plug all the gaps uh, that City are trying to create. So it's going to be a tight, tense one. Man City's just expanded their stadium. It's going to be noisy, and I would encourage everybody to tune into NBCSN at 11 a.m. Eastern time to see that because these are two title contenders who will be going at it. Joe, 20 seconds. Let us know how we can get a hold of you. Give the Twitter out. I am JPW underscore NBC Sports. You can hit me up on there, and always visit the website prosoccertalk.nbcsports.com. Joe Prince, right? Great chatting with you, sir. You're welcome back on the show anytime. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Again, that was Joe Prince, right, of NBC Sports. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio to take the express train home. Stay tuned. We all know health care has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits. 
and you are now required by law to have health insurance or you may pay a tax penalty. So let the Health Markets Insurance Agency help you. They offer plans from over 120 different companies and can even help you obtain government subsidies. Let them do all the research for you and show you how affordable health insurance can be, a service that's at no extra cost to you. Call now and learn your options to find affordable health insurance. 800-614-1242-800-614-1242-800-614-1242. Health Markets Insurance Agency is a DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products. Service availability varies by state. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable. Cut costs and get more. Call now. 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Closing this baby out. Another huge thank you to Joe Prince Wright of NBC Sports for joining us in this edition of the show. University of Pittsburgh standout Joe Prince Wright. That was a fantastic trip down Big East memory lane with Joe in this edition of the show. Hey, Manchester City, Chelsea, check it out with Gary Hayes on Rabble.tv this Sunday. World Soccer Talk Radio listeners, I'm inviting you to join Chelsea writer and expert Gary Hayes on Rabble.tv. All you got to do, go to Rabble the morning of the match, 7.45 a.m. Pacific time here in the States, 10.45 a.m. Eastern on Rabble.tv. Get involved with the broadcast. 
post your questions or observations in the comments section. Mute the TV. Head on over to Rabble. Check that bad boy out. Gary Hayes is going to be doing some fantastic work. Always entertaining. Mr. Chelsea. Or create your own broadcast. Call one of your team's games. Call your Premier League team's games. Call your MLS side's games. Call your favorite UFC fighter's fights in the octagon call whatever you want on rabble.tv you become the broadcaster that's what it's all about cut your teeth as a broadcaster with our good friends at rabble.tv a huge thanks to rabble for their continued support of the show for the producer dom jimenez who filters all my hate tweets for the gaffer christopher harris my name is nate abarea martin tyler with us tomorrow that's right tune in for that we'll talk to you then cheers softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.